0: Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering, a podcast geared to bring encouragement and hope to mamas struggling and contending through the many issues of parenting adult children. We're Missy and Asha, and we're discussing different topics mamas face when their kids grow up. We don't claim to be experts, but between the two of us, we have more than 50 years of experience parenting. And now that we've embarked on the ultimate season of mothering, adults, we recognize that it may have been beneficial to have some of this knowledge beforehand. So with a heart to help, we started this podcast. The foundation of our mothering is the Word of God. Here are three verses we're going to stand on for this podcast. First, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they shall not depart from it. This is truly applicable, no matter how old your children are. Next, Proverbs 31, 28, 29. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. This is something we all would love to hear from those we've raised and our husbands. But truly most important of all is knowing that children are a blessing that God has entrusted us with. It says in Psalms 127, 3 and 4, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. These verses help us to remain faithfully anchored, especially when facing trials and pushback and feeling unappreciated and sometimes even dishonored. Listen in to what we have to share today. Asha.
1: Hi, Missy. How are you today? Doing awesome. How are you? I am doing well. I am actually in Minneapolis, Minnesota today yeah. visiting my <laughs> eldest son. And how's the weather? It's nice. It's a little more humid than I am used to, which uh-huh. is fine because for some reason my hair is better in the humid weather than in that dry heat. It's so much thinner (laughs) in the dry heat, but now it's like looks a lot fuller. So I like the humidity. (laughs) How's your week been? Good. Good.
2: (laughs) Busy. I was up with my kids. I babysat one grandchild from the 15th through the 20th here at my house. Then I went up to Georgia and babysat another grandbaby. So <laughs> wow,
1: you're the traveling
2: grandma sitter. Yes.
1: Grandma. <laughs> That's good. So how about we talk about our wins for the week? Okay, you go first. Okay, so mine has to do with traveling. We've been traveling for a week. We went to Colorado for a wedding and then ended up coming to Minneapolis to visit with my son who's been here for six years, and we hadn't actually come out to see him as a family in all that time. I came out once last year during COVID with my mom, but the girls and my husband and myself came out to see him this Tuesday. So the win for me this week is when we got here, he had his house all ready for us to be visiting. Mm -hmm. He's only got a one bedroom and it was all set up nice. And he got us air mattresses to sleep on for the girls and he got a special air mattress so that we would be comfortable for my husband myself. And yes. I thought, wow, this kid is great. Plus he got all the bedding and everything. So I think that's a win. I know he's a grown-up, but it's kind of like when your kids are little and you're like they you take their first step, you're like, wow, he did it all by himself. How can I do that? So <laughs> that's kind of how it was for me this week, seeing him adult in his own setting. I've seen him yeah. come to our house and do all these things, but he actually hosted us. So he had all the towels, all of us bedding, all the beds ready for us to go. So I was pretty impressed with it.
2: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That was awesome. Well, I would say mine is that I, I got to visit my daughter's soon-to-be house. They close on August 4th. And I will tell you that it is so easy when you're buying a house. I know this because I'm a realtor that people's eyes keep getting bigger and bigger and they're like, well, I mean, maybe we could borrow some money and go, you know, and they were approved for $45,000 more than the house they bought. But when they looked at the payment and they realized, Hey, we have bills to pay. We have school that we're in. It doesn't make sense for us to go all the way to the top. They decided to go with the cheaper house, which is a very sweet, house with a fenced yard and you know two car garage all brick all the way around and I was just impressed like wow you could have gone expensive you could have gone and they did see some houses that were a little bit more but they were so adamant that they were not going to spend all their money and I'm impressed with that because I know 40 and 50 and 60 year olds that don't have that kind of mindset customers that I work with All the time that are like we'll just borrow more we'll just ask here we'll just borrow you know they get themselves in kind of a tight place
1: yes yes that is a really good one so how about the topic for the week what are we going to be discussing
2: well I thought of this because some of our topics have been kind of heavy and kind of sad just because that's sometimes life is really like that but we need to be the ones to show our kids or model for our kids how to rejoice in the small things and to be grateful for the simple
1: things in life. That is really good. Yeah. When you are in a season of heaviness or things being difficult, it's good to focus on the good things, even if they're small because it just brings up that gratefulness in your spirit and you're able to get through that heavy time or that struggle that you're going through. So that's really good. So
2: some things that we should talk about is what does it mean to rejoice in the small things? And every one of us as humans, Mm -hmm. if you're not in a place of depression or in a place where everything is too hard, too heavy, you have goals. You mm-hmm. may see them far off. Some of them you've achieved. Some of them are are medium range goals, but you have goals. And so do our adult kids because they're in that perfect age. Our children specifically are in their, all in their twenties. I think you have one mm-hmm. in their teens, but the rest are all in their twenties and right. they have goals. They have goals with their family. They have goals with their school, with their jobs with their careers with their relationships they're always headed somewhere and it's so easy to go yeah this was fine but i really want to do this this was good but i really want to accomplish this so it's it's not enough it's not fast enough i thought that you know one of the things we could discuss that us as parents sometimes can get caught up in is that we can pressure them to to get to those goals Or we can watch them while they pressure themselves, get to those goals and and not give them tools for releasing that stress. Because when they're younger, you talk about things like, oh, you got to get your SATs done. Oh, you got to get a good grade to get the honor roll. Oh, you know, if your soccer, baseball, football team is going to make to championship, you need to work harder. You know, there's those kind of goals. But now in adulthood, the goals seem so much bigger and
1: harder to achieve, actually. Right. Yes, I know. It's interesting that each one of our children have different goals and they're in a different phase of their lives, even. So that makes a difference as well. And the choices that they've made for their goals also makes a difference. For example, I have one child that wants to be an actor. And so that goal is achievable, of course, but, you know, it's a little more uh, difficult to reach to be a successful working actor to continue and make a living at it. While my other child wants to be graphic design and uh, do marketing, and that's a little bit easier to attain because you just go to school and and you receive the education you need. And then you've got this degree that says you are certified in that area and you can get a job e- a lot easier. While the other one is it's more competitive. There's thousands and thousands of people that are going out for the same thing. Sometimes you're not even seen as far as in front of the casting directors or things like that. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the education or sometimes not even the talent it's just a, a matter of being at the right place at the right time and being seen so it's interesting that sometimes that one the actor may want to give up because he doesn't see as many yeses as the other one would see as far as finding work getting paid for the work but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't follow the dream they'd had in their heart it's just it's going to take a little longer for that person to achieve it.
2: Yeah. I think you mentioned that the graphic designer one is actually already getting work, getting projects and things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She is already doing some freelance stuff. So it's pretty good. And she hasn't finished any of the education portion of it. It's just, it's a matter of her having the ability and being passionate about it. That also does take a little bit of, grit to be able to go after what you want and to present yourself in front of people as well. Right. Yeah. But on the other side, the actor one has been
2: successful in the past in getting roles and things like that. So yes. And, and it's tough because some, sometimes some of our, our goals as you know, our, as humans, everybody, and then also our adult children, those goals, Like, we can see them, but that doesn't mean we can speed them up. Exactly. (laughs) I know. um, I I have a couple in college right now, but one that I have in college, they were telling me how the classes they needed weren't going to be offered the semesters that they need them in time for them to graduate. So they need special permissions and to do all these different things. And they told me something. Oh, they didn't get a scholarship that they had gotten in the past. Based on income or whatever, so I said, Well, it looks like the goal is to hurry up and get school done. He's like, Mom, it's always been the goal to hurry up and get school done, yes. But all of a sudden, I'm like, Okay, hurry, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
1: just, yeah, I know. But- I have one that is in college too and has been in college for a while, took a little b- break in between. It's kind of like, Okay, is it are you going to be done yet? <laughs> yeah, and in are like, Okay, I know there's a goal set and And they're working towards that goal. But sometimes it feels like us as mothers is like, okay, let's get your next phase started. You know, what's the next goal? And we need to just sit back and relax and let them work towards their goals and not pressure them and rush them or have them second guess themselves by how we react to what's happening. Yeah, exactly.
2: Can you think of off the top of your head, any goals that you had in mind that you had experience within your own life that you took a while to get done, but now you've seen it come to fruition?
1: Hmm. Let me think about that. Well, you know, when my husband and I first came, got together, and then we were part of a church, you know, we had a a desire to reach the lost and pastor, it took a little while to reach that goal but we were able to do that. And right now in the season we're in, looking back, I think that was something that helped to to mold us to be who we are today. It's kind of like almost a continuing goal to be able to, to reach out and reach the lost. So it's an ongoing goal. So it's not been fulfilled completely, but It is being fulfilled daily, which reminds me of that scripture, Philippians 1.6, being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. So it's almost like whatever we decide to do, whatever our kids decide to do, eventually there's going to be a completion, especially when you're a Christian and you have given it over to the Lord and are, are being led by him, we just know that it'll be completed. So that's a something to encourage our hearts.
2: Yeah. Well, I think most recently in the last couple of years, I had a job where I was having a lot of pain and everybody's heard of carpal tunnel, which is that pain that you get on your wrist from using your wrist probably incorrectly on typing, or some like massage therapist and beauticians get it. But I was getting carpal tunnel, which is down the middle of my wrist, and then cubital tunnel, which is off of my elbow, on the side of my elbow, going down to my pinky and making my fingers numb. And um, I would sit there trying to type at my job. I, I wasn't like a typist, I was a salesperson, but a lot of things had to be entered into the computer. And it was getting to the point that the pain was so ridiculous. I was going through physical therapy like two or three times a week and just a bunch of junk. And so I realized this doesn't make sense that I still work here. But what kind of job can I do, you know, that involves, you know, a professional job that doesn't involve tons of typing. And so I started thinking about it and I thought about real estate. And so then I. Took my class, and then I just put it to the side for a few months, and then decided, oh my gosh, I need to hurry, <laughs> so that <then> I <laughs> took my test, and then you know, then all of that to become a realtor, which a lot of people don't know, but in Florida, it was like thirteen hundred dollars to get all of my stuff done, you know, or maybe it was more to get all of my licensing. So that was the goal that I had on myself. But, but even when you achieve that far, they're still trying to sell houses or get customers or get good reviews from those customers. So it's, it's things like that, even at my age, which I'm very close to 50, but not there yet. I'm showing my kids, like you can take it step by step by step. And actually one of my sons, because of a health condition that he had, he, he got out of the military and He took the real estate class with me, and then his father had a stroke the day he was supposed to take his test. And so, literally, to the day one year later, he completed his real estate class. He hasn't used it. It doesn't sound like he's really going to do anything with it. He moved out of state, so he's not going to do it with me, which I had hoped. But he literally, to an exact year later, he just completed it. He studied really hard for a few weeks and then took the test. And so it's stuff like that, that I think both our adult kids and us can go back and forth, encouraging each other, like Mm -hmm. even through health issues, even through financial issues and different things like that, we can still motivate each other to try new
1: things and to, to be who God called us to be. That's good. Is there some scripture that kind of prompted this topic in your heart what was the reason that you thought I know you said because of our other ones have been heavy (laughs) recently but
2: yeah well I was thinking of Zechariah 410 it says do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plumb line in the hand I was thinking my son that's in college right now he called me today his car broke down again and he was like, Yeah, I need to fix it, but the local parts are $300. And if I order it online, it's only $70, but it'll take two or three days to get here. And I'd live too far from the city to get Uber to ride to college. And he just had all these things. And I was, I was trying to brainstorm with him. And I'm like, Maybe you should just sell the car and get a new one. He's like, No, oh, this is so good for me to learn how to fix a car. And it mm-hmm. just made me realize, like, It is, it is good. It is good. I mean, he's, he's headed towards a degree. He's, he's going to be financially fine. (laughs) God is going to bless him. He's always had a lot of favor, but it made me realize like, we, we need to be grateful about these little hardships. I mean, if he said, mom, come get me. I literally, I'm going to lose my semester if I don't have a ride or something like that. I would go drop off my car or rent him a car or You know, some I would find one way or another to solve the big thing, but this is not that. This is just an opportunity to look at the small things and say, okay, well, like in his case, his roommate has to drop him off at five in the morning at a Starbucks Mm -hmm. that's a a mile from college, and then he's going to walk to school and then take his class and then spend the day there doing his homework and working with the admissions director because he has some issues with his classes for next semester and then when the park comes in and then he gets a ride home then he'll fix his car and it's like that sounds so frustrating and it's so hot in South Carolina and it's summer and it's sweaty but it's okay because it's not death it's hard things that God is teaching us enjoy these little things because it'll give you strength for the journey ahead when things really are hard.
1: Yes. And it sounds very responsible to me. You know what I mean? But you could have someone that would be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Or I'll just ask my mom or have enough money to just have somebody else fix it. And I'll just have my mom take care of me until then, or, you know, something like that. So it sounds very responsible of him. And that's a great thing, you know it, it is the hard things are what teach us the lessons until we take the test we don't know we've understood the lesson. so so it's good that we have these lessons in life that seem a little hard hard and annoying but when we look back on them, then we'll remember that time when the car broke down or whatever whatever mm-hmm. and we were able to do this that was a rough time but we got through it and then, sets you up for the next time when maybe something even harder or other people that are having these hard times come to you and share their experience you're like oh that happened to me and this is what i did so it's never a waste when we go through these times
2: and i think we can help our adult children but we don't have to come to the whole rescue you know if they say yeah I was eating a lot of ramen noodle soup now when you see them send get them some vegetables and some fruit and things like that but Mm. there were times I've eaten ramen noodle soup and and so sometimes I'll see it now in the closet oh I don't have to I don't have to eat ramen noodle soup we can you know sometimes I have different recipes where I'll cook it and then drain out the the juice and it's like a side dish with you know broccoli or something just because I'm tired of pasta or rice But, but we're not there where we have to, but when you're a college student, sometimes you just literally have to eat ramen noodle soup, but it's those kind of things that then make you grateful, you know, when you go out to eat or when you have a steak or when you have a salad, because, because you don't hate the small things, you know,
1: they're growing. That's good. It reminds me of that story you told about your, I think it was your oldest son when they were having that birthday party. And the little girl didn't want to leave or something. And she said, well, one day we'll have a house like this or something like that. And your son just realized that what the the goodness of the Lord has been, because he probably remembered the small beginnings at that moment and realized, wow, how far we've come from that place to this place. Yeah, I was
2: talking to my daughter this week while I was in Georgia and and she said, yeah, but I was telling my husband how when we were kids, we were poor after you guys got divorced, but you were poor because you were like, you had goals. And then it flashed in my mind that first year, all by myself and the grace of God or the grace of God and a little bit of myself, <laughs> I should say, <laughs> um, I paid off $14,000 in debt Wow. And so we did. We lived in a duplex, you know, that was two little bedrooms and one bathroom. There was mice, you know, which it was funny, but in Colorado in the winter, mice like to come in no matter how clean your house is, because it's warmer inside. There's (laughs) lots of field mice. And we grew a garden, we had zucchini that was bigger than our arms. It was very tough. And I drove an old car, a very old car that my parents had given me because I I had sold my vehicle. It was another way to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And so there's just all these things. But I was like, yeah, I, I don't hate that. You know, I look back no. to those days and it's like, dang, they were hard, but they had nothing to compare to the glory of God. You know, that's, yeah. that's somewhere in the Bible. It's like these trials and tribulations, there's nothing to compare to, you know, who God is and what God can do with it.
1: And yeah. So- and not only that, but it taught our kids, they watched us, you know, they watched you when you had that experience and, and they learned from it. So it was not wasted. It was not a time you, we need to regret when we go through trials because it is never wasted. I look at Psalms 4.8 says in peace, I will both lie down and sleep
2: for you alone. O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. And so mm-hmm. I think- That's another one, because when do most people get like their anxiety attacks? It's all night long, stressing Mm -hmm. about tomorrow, about what's expected of them, right? We need to keep talking to our kids. Don't assume everything's going great. Keep talking, keep talking. Say, how are your relationships going? What are the things you worry about? And you you know, like when we ask our kids, what are the things you're worried about? you are gonna take those on anyway dang it. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried because I might get fired from my job. And then we're all I'm worried too. Why are you worried? Why are you, worried? you know, what did you do at work? Are you, are you going too late? Are you going too early? Are you not, you know, offering to help? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And that's probably why our kids would not tell us what they're worried about. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's like they know that for sure. So they don't even want us to worry for them. But that that reminds me of the scripture Do not be anxious about anything. It's also in Philippians, it's 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I think we modeled that for our children as well. We didn't, you know, they could see when we're, my kids can tell when I'm stressed or when something's going on or I have something on my mind, but they also know that I'm, I'm going to be in prayer and I'm grateful for the things that God is giving and doing in our lives and helping us through that's another way that we can model how to get through the struggles or to not be despising of small beginnings. Yeah, for sure. In the
2: past with my kids, I would find a Bible verse and text it to them, something encouraging for them to meditate on. And honestly, it's been a while since I did something like that. There is nothing there is literally nothing that I can say that is more encouraging than here's my debit card, <laughs> you know, except for that, there's nothing more encouraging that I could give my kids than the word of God, you know, right. even when they don't totally understand it, to give them a word and say, meditate on this, believe that God's got you, everything's going to work out for the good, for those who are called who you are, believe in this and and start just repeating it and saying it over and over again. So that's, right. that's a tool we can give them. And I don't know that I have done it as often lately
1: as I used to. That's something that we as moms need to be purposeful in doing. Otherwise, life takes us down a roller coaster, it seems like. So then we are like losing things. It'll fly out of the roller coaster in a way. And we lose the time that we would have to spend for our kids because we're just so focused on the roller coaster ride of life that we're not concentrating on what things that we can be focusing on. We just need to continue to remember that we just need to bring it to the Lord in prayer. Just commit our ways to him. There's another scripture. Commit your ways to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. I really feel like when we give our kids this, like words like that, so that they can hold on to, that it gives them a reminder of who God is and what his promises are, and, and it encourages them. The word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we keep speaking the word of God into ourselves, and we make that a priority to do and for us now as moms, it's not necessarily harder, but it's a little more involved in sharing the word of God with our children because they're so far away from us and they're not in our homes and we can't, you know, some of them aren't in our homes and we can't pin them down because they've got their own lives. They live, even the ones that live in our homes, they've got their own lives. So they're off doing whatever. And we, you know, just pass them and going, sometimes they're going in and we're coming out of the house and we're just like, hello, how's your day? Okay, we'll see you later or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. so we, we don't even have that time. So it's so good that we do have technology and the ability to send a text or uh, send a voice memo to them and remind them of the word of God so that if they are having a struggle or a difficult day, we can just bring that back to them, the stuff we taught them when, when they were younger, the, the stuff we read to them and help them to remember it because, you know, we did teach that stuff to them when they were little. Yeah, I think, do you remember like when your kids
2: were little that older people would say, you'd be like, oh, these babies, they just just got me all tired and crazy and I have so much to do. And then some older person, either your parents or somebody would say, love these moments, hold your baby, don't let go, you know, cuddle them because time will come when you don't have them like that
1: and you're like yeah 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 I'm never gonna stop changing diapers and then you're now you're looking and you're like oh just enjoy this time right now because it's gonna be gone yeah (laughs) Yeah. I remember exactly and and so you know it's funny because like
2: one of my sons I'm always like why are you always doing daredevil stuff why are you always going on adventures and camping out by yourself that's that's not safe that's not (laughs) yeah and he's like mom I'm not married and I don't have any children all of my money is for myself. I can do this. I can, you know, invest in things that are not a sure thing. I can go on trips, you know, by myself or whatever, Mm -hmm. because this is my moment. Soon I will be attached to somebody and be responsible for them right now. If I die, you've got my life insurance policy, which, you know, makes me like, oh, don't say that. Yeah. But But it's just, it's, it's the same thing we need to tell our kids I know this feels hard
0: but enjoy mm-hmm. it
2: you know like even the one that wants to be an actor someday God chooses to, to put him in a place where he is literally famous keep be mm-hmm. able to say oh I remember when I had to live with my parents and I'd go to audition after audition and everybody said no and you don't have the look and you're not that one and then one day it just popped and now I have my own movie series, you know. Right, yeah. It's, and it, it's those kind of stories that we look at celebrities and we're like, oh my gosh, you waited tables and you, you know, worked at SeaWorld for five years and then you got discovered. Wow, what you're so cool. You were one of, you know, one of regular people and then you just made it. And mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. We, we, we have to- just encourage our kids. Don't hate this moment. Don't hate this moment when you have to pick the smaller house. Don't hate this moment when you have to fix your own car because you cannot afford the Tesla you wish you (laughs) had. You know, don't. And the same in the same in our lives, you know, when we work a job that, that we're like, gosh, this is not what I was meant to do. I was meant to be more. God called me for more. And it's like, yeah, but what if in this job, You witness to somebody and you change their
1: life forever. Mm -hmm. That's the person in heaven that's like, thank you, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole bottom line of everything. It's why we do what we do is because we are here to bring God glory and to reach the lost for him. That's the great commission for us as Christians. That should be our motivation. Everything else should just be extra. The word of God says, seek ye first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added on. So before that, that verse, it talks about, you know, why are you worrying about what you're going to eat or drink or what you're going to wear? You don't have to worry about these things. don't, Don't have to worry. What about what job you should do or whatever? You just need to worry about seeking my kingdom and my righteousness. And then I'll add all this stuff until you don't have to worry about anything else. Although it's so much easier just to think it and say it than, than practice it because (laughs) of course we need money to live. And sometimes it feels like it's not coming in quickly enough. For example, my daughter recently lost her job. She was so concerned that she wasn't going to be able to pay the rent this month, this coming month, because we came on this trip and she used some money. I said, you know what? I, I just know that God is going to provide the money for you to do that. This morning I woke up and she had sent me a screenshot of a, of a text from her college that she had overpaid. So they were sending her $600 back. So now she's got rent money. And I told her, I told you, God is giving you the rent money. So don't worry about it. You know. So that is just an example that she can look to and say, yeah, you know, I remember that time and it was almost down to the wire and then God came through because God always comes through. So we just got to continue to trust that and to model that for them. Sometimes it's not easy though, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's more difficult than other times, but we just got to remember that he is always faithful. He's the same today yesterday and forevermore
2: and and we need to be there to show them like see this small thing this is a blessing it doesn't feel like the, it doesn't feel like a big enough blessing you know it it kind of makes me think the small things are like when you're laying you know you're on the couch and you know those little those little throw uh, mm-hmm. blankets that we all have like rolled up and mm-hmm. but they're small i mean i am five feet tall they but- Pretty much cover me. Well, my husband is six three, and so he'll pull yeah. that little blanket up, and his feet are cut co- <laughs> Then I'll put his blanket down by his feet, and his shoulders are uncovered. It's just it's too small, and and sometimes blessings, the small blessings, feel like they're just too small. They don't they don't cover, but it's God's grace that covers the rest. Uh, that the little blessing doesn't cover His grace is what brings us through it.
1: That is so good. <laughs> All right, and. I think the small blessings too continue to remind us that there's still a blessing ahead. There's still a blessing. It's not stopped. You know, just because it's a smaller blessing doesn't mean that, okay, this is it. This is all we're going to get. Because God, you know, his word says he's a good God. And he asks us even, he says, look at you. You love to give good gifts to your children. How much more am I that I would give you know, bad gifts. If you ask for, what is it, a fish? Will I give you a snake? No, he's going to bless us. So it's just, it, it's a little, I think the little blessings sometimes are reminders of what God does for us, you know, just little reminders while we're waiting for the big blessing or or for God to reveal something to us or for God to change the season or whatever it is. I always used to tell my oldest daughter, because she used to have some issues with friends when she was a teenager and some bullying issues and things like that. And I, I used to tell her always, you know, wherever you're at, even if you feel like you don't belong there, look for the flowers because God will always show you the flowers. So she would always, she'd say, I found a flower. She'd find a friend that would be able to connect with her and she goes mom I found my flower and so then that way she could establish that friendship and it's a small thing because she's so social she extroverted she loves to have lots and lots of friends you know and sometimes people don't click well with a lot of extroverted people sometimes the introverted people are like okay stay away from me or whatever but she would always be looking for the flowers. And that's that's a good thing to not despise the little things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy those minutes
2: because they're they're going so fast. And I even see my daughter, she starts nursing school and has to put the baby in daycare. There were times that she'd say, I'm so bored at home. It's just me and the baby and the dog, me and the baby and the dog. But now she's like, I don't want to miss any smiles. I don't want to miss his laughing. I don't want to, you know, he's got eight teeth now. Can you believe it? Usha, eight teeth wow he was just born a second ago it feels like but he's um yeah about eight nine months now but she's like I don't want to miss that and now he's going to daycare and they're gonna enjoy every minute with him it's like
1: yeah it's life no matter where you are in life life changes you know it does yeah and you don't want to always be anxious for the next season because then yeah. you'll look back and wish you were in the last season. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of, oh, I remember then we, you know, we were only able to eat ramen noodles, but we could cuddle on the couch together and just, you know, and now we can have fancy dinners, but we're sitting far apart or whatever. Yeah, having a grandchild brings it all back
2: because I remember potty training my kids and they're like, come on, come on, get potty trained because I'm tired of it. All the expensive diapers, and this one's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, I had so many kids so close in age. I was like, the next one's coming. Get potty trains because you know I just don't want to change three diapers at once. Mm -hmm. And now I have a one grandchild that he just turned three on Saturday. Yeah, yesterday, and he's potty training. So you put his little, you know, Toy Story underwear on, and he goes to the bathroom, and then you know, an hour or so later, he pees on himself. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Let's not do it again. Because, because one, I don't spend 24-7 with him, grandma potty training. And two, <laughs> he, you know, I see he's trying, you know, he he sings a little song about needing to go potty right away. And so I take him, but, you know, it's just it's, it's just different. And it's like, if I had handled it so much different back then,
1: The lesson in that for our listeners, if you have young kids, just enjoy this time. I know sometimes it might seem overwhelming or difficult, or you feel too tired, you can't go anymore. Just enjoy this time. Take some time to take a breath and rest and refresh yourself and then come back and just enjoy your children because it goes by so quickly. Today I was at a restaurant with my oldest son and he had a few of his friends come and join us. And two of the couples that were there had kids, one had two kids, and one had three kids. And one of them was like two months old, the baby. So I got to hold the baby. And I was just like, Oh, I can't wait till I'm a grandparent. And, and <laughs> oh, I miss babies. And just looking at and so much so that I I, I started crying without without trying to cry but I was just like oh I just love that moment of holding the baby you know and my kids are like why are you crying mom and I didn't realize you know it wasn't like I was like "Ah," it's just like my eyes got watery and and a tear fell down and I'm like I just love babies I said and then so it was cool it was nice but so enjoy that time with the babies now that you have them and then if your kids are teenagers enjoy that time because you're going to look back and say, oh man, remember when they were teenagers and they did this for me and they did that for me. Or or even when they're in their elementary years, they used to love me more than anything. They thought I was the best. I miss those days too. So every season you're in, take full advantage and and be in that moment. And don't try to force the next season too quickly.
2: And I will tell you, because I have two that are married with kids and one that's not, and you have all no married, no kids yet, no grandkids, that sometimes I have to remind myself, enjoy the season of having one that's single, because Mm -hmm. when he has a problem, he calls me. When he wants to just chat, he calls me, he texts me, I love you, mom, just randomly out of the blue. Mm -hmm. The other two love me as much you know, as much as he does, but they are all about themselves and their own little families. You know, when I zoom into their life, they're like, oh, mom, love my mom." But as soon as I'm out, they have their spouse and their kids Mm -hmm. or kids to to be all about. And so, you know, there is joy too in having a single adult that loves you and that, you know, sheesh, I'm on his life insurance. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you're telling me- So you're telling me, Asha, don't push them into their next season before it's time. (laughs) Enjoy this season that they're all single and you don't have to worry about daughter-in-laws or son-in-laws or even grandbabies yet. But, you know, yeah, I get it. So, but sometimes (laughs) it's like, I look forward to it. You know, you can look forward to it, I guess. It's just don't, don't obsess over it.
2: Well, just don't despise the small beginnings. That's all. Exactly. Just, just say this That's is good. like everything that they're learning now while they're single is going to make them a better person. Because when when my son said, "Oh, it's okay. I I want to fix my car," you know, when I was like, "Why don't you just sell it and try to fix?" He's like, "It's okay. It's going to be good for the future." And I thought, "Yeah, someday he'll have a wife and kids and a house, and he'll go. Let me just see if I can fix this myself instead mm-hmm. of." You know, like us going to the dealership and them saying that's going to be a seventy five hundred dollar part <laughs> that we recently installed. Right. Were, we're like, yeah,
1: we don't even know how to get out our hammer and fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Except now that that you know, my husband's older, he's been doing so much more um, in fixing our cars and and repairing stuff in the house because before, you know him, he was corporate world you know, didn't really have a lot of time at home to be able to do that kind of stuff. So now he's doing a lot more focusing on that and he's actually enjoying that. The other day he put together a picnic table for our yard. Uh There was a beat up old warped picnic table. So he just bought wood for the top and just redid it and uh, sanded it all and painted the bottom white and then did the top like a brown stain. So it's such a pretty table now. And I'm like, look at what you did. I am impressed. You know, <laughs> like I yes. didn't know you could do that. And he's like, I didn't know either. I didn't try it ever before. So so it's it was really nice to to see that. So it's good that they learned that stuff early. For sure.
2: For sure. Well, will you close us in prayer? We invite people to continue to listen and to, mm-hmm. to just join us through this adventure called parenting adults.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. I will. Father God, we just thank you for this time that we get to join together and speak of our experiences in hopes that it will help somebody out there that is struggling in parenting adults and in parenting at all. We just thank you, Lord God, that you have given us the technology for it. We just ask that you would just bring the listeners that need to hear this encouragement and that you would open their hearts and help them to be filled with grace and experience it, as well as exhibit it with their children. And I pray, God, that you would just move mightily in their lives, that you would show them, Lord God, who you are, and that you would help them to invest in your kingdom and help them in the name of Jesus to pour into their children what the return of their investment is. I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Today, we're talking about the small things and rejoicing in those small things. Actually, it's the Lord that rejoices to see the work again see that in Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So help your adult child, see where they are now, enjoy that space with them, enjoy it in your own life, and watch God work. You've got this mama.